It's time for another episode of the Richie and Kyle Show. Yay! Is that what it is now? No, but it oh. feels like it, doesn't it? I know. Well, so... It's uh, Articles of News. It's the Cultural yeah. Hall. Don't, cultural don't hall feel show. like you downloaded the uh, wrong thing. Cultural Hall Show. It's a uh, show available in podcast form. We'll get into that here in a minute. Um, but yeah, it seems like uh, we no Janamonite. Lindsay, throw your hands up in the air to Joni Haas. Lyme disease might have got All of her. them pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Every, Every woman on our panel is pregnant right pregnant. now. All um, pregnant. Congratulations, Joni. That's great news. Uh, what? She, she's not really. I don't know. Oh, you're just... Oh, I thought you were congratulating on her Lyme disease. Uh, uh, <laughs> DJ Rob, also pregnant. Oh, my That's gosh. That's where he's been. Sabbatical that for is a good great. long time. Uh, <laughs> Jason, Holly, Bearclaw, they moved away because she got pregnant. Like, there's everyone who's yeah. ever been a panelist. Yeah. Infested with the babies. I'm the only one that can't get pregnant because I'm not married. Well, no, because you're too old. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd probably get gestational diabetes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, gestational diabetes you'd be a mess yeah. a mess of a pregnant woman yeah uh and that glow like if you glue any more than what you already did glue yeah glowed 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 glue it's, it's what am i glowed what is today uh so great to have you thanks for yeah. being here yeah uh anything new and or exciting no come no, on tell me no. the new or exciting Nothing. uh i had my second minor surgical procedure on oh, friday on your head on the yeah. cancer are you okay yep so they, they took the, all the stitches out of the one right and this one was much easier it went much better Nice. So, no problemo. Uh, let me ask you this about that. Do they give you the phone call afterwards where they're like, well, we've got the results back from the biopsy, or did they just know it was terrible already? Uh, no, they knew it was terrible already, because okay. we already did that okay. with the biopsy. Okay. So, this was literally just the procedure to remove it. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on? Anything? Um, Kids know, good? That's Yeah, that's good. Uh, it's the middle of summer, so he does. He works at uh, a store. Should I say the store? Is it all right? Care. It's called Tilly's. They do sell clothing. Oh. Oh, nice. I bought uh, my favorite flannel shirt at Tilly's. Oh, really? Uh-huh. I have a flannel shirt, so technically it's the only flannel shirt I have, but yeah, they, they're great. Well, if you go to the one in Farmington, Utah, he'll tell you where the dressing room is. Oh, yeah? That's his Just job. for the short, bald guy? At <laughs> <laughs> no, he's two inches taller than me. Does he remind and, you of that all the time? Uh, no, he doesn't need to, as he looks down on me. Yeah. He knows. <laughs> Dad. We're well aware of <laughs> the, our height difference. The disapproving look downward. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> the I was working Tuesday on his bike. We were going for a bike ride, so I did something on his bike, and I hopped on it to check it. Couldn't reach the pedals. Oh. So, I, <laughs> so I had to drop the seat and ride around. on. And then he got on mine to be funny and looked. Hey, Dad, look at me on my little bike. Did he uh, put his hand behind the seat? Uh, <laughs> and hold and me up so I can balance. <laughs> did you do that? Did you get to teach your kid to ride a bike like yeah, that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Was that cool? I did a little different, though, because I did it the European way. Okay, which I, is? I took the pedals off the bike and had him scoot around on his feet, and then like a day, they learned to ride a bike. Really? Like, not exaggerating. It's like by the end of the day, they're com- it's a confidence thing. Interesting. That's what they do I in wonder Europe. why that's a European thing and not, we haven't like adapted that in the American. It's starting right, to we here. Do tra- we do training wheels yeah. like a fool. Yeah, which is the worst way you can do it. Right. And then we remove the training wheels and watch them fall yep. repeatedly, sort of with a chuckle in our heart. But <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, no, we'll get you. And then there's the story of every confident child with mom or dad or brother or sister running with the hand underneath the seat. You've got this. Well, fact, that, I think it was a Mormon movie, wasn't it? I, it's And it's every commercial for yeah. vitamins or tampons or whatever. It's like, you know, <laughs> Doesn't matter. the confidence you need. 
Black and Decker drills for yeah. the confidence you need. <laughs> Running behind the kid. Uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, I love that. The take the you know take the pedals off and just walk it. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, nothing else new. Anything? Yeah. No. That's that's um, it here. I uh, just this. I don't sleep much anyway. I've got a tremendous amount. Because you can't. Because I, I mean, don't have time. I've got other things. You could, but you can't. Uh, you time. As you'll hear about in a little bit, I've started Best DJ in Utah, so I'm doing that. I'm uh, I'm working for the Lord's newspaper now. What? I work for the Deseret News. You do? Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. You bet. How? Usually they just fire people. I didn't right. know they hired people. Hired. I have a particular skill set, so they have hired me. I've Social been, media. I've been doing that. No, podcasts. I've been doing oh. that for a couple months, and uh, so that's exciting. Um, I, I think that's the first time I've ever actually even mentioned that it, so, you uh, mentioned it vaguely yeah. you didn't mention a company yeah i've just sort of come out about it now because i'm going to start posting about it on social media so people will find out shortly anyway so i feel like okay i'll tell people uh, so with that a lot more busy than i've ever been my house the homesteadman hashtag the homesteadman if you want to follow along in its progress has sort of been the thing to suffer along with it but last night for whatever reason uh i went to sleep and this has happened a couple times in the last week i don't know if i jacked up my body or something like that, but I woke up at like 1.30 in the morning uh, after having taken a long time to get to sleep. What time did you fall asleep? I probably fell asleep 11.30, so I'd only been asleep a couple hours. Gosh. Woke up, and my back's stiff, and my mattress, I can't relax into it, and it's not its not the difference of like, um, I, it, it's got to be something muscular or otherwise, nerving, nerve endings or something like that, because as I tried to lay then on a different mattress, nothing. As I tried to lay on the carpeted floor, nothing. Thing. As I tried to lay on the couch, like I, it was an uncomfortability within my legs and my lower back, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I've been doing anything new, but maybe I jostled something and now I'm just screwed. Or maybe there's just tense uh, tension and I can't sleep. So after tossing and turning until about three, I was like, screw it. So I went to the gym this morning. Well, I, I saw as I was on the, I sit on a chair in the morning for about 10 minutes right. and look at Facebook. Yep. Um, right after I wake up. Uh-huh. And uh, I- Porcelain s- chair? Could be. Okay. And I- I'm that same way. Yeah, and I, I noticed it was like three hours earlier, Richie posted a photo from the gym. You know, here I am at the gym, and I thought, this is like, that would have been like 3 a.m. Yeah, yep. It was terrible. But here's the deal. I uh, I take a pre-workout. Uh, I took a new pre-workout, which I won't take again. It has more <laughs> caffeine than I was aware of. And so the first, like, four hours of today, like, shaky, nervous. You know, the government's going to come get me. And 9-11 was an inside job was what I felt after drinking that pre-workout. It was unreal. Unreal. Yeah. What'd, you, what'd you run your 5K in on the treadmill? Uh, I ended up doing like, uh, I ended up doing, um, it wasn't a 5K. I ended up running 5.02 in about 42 minutes. So wow. so a little less than nine minute miles, right? Eight and a half probably. Uh, so not fast. At 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I come home and I shower and I get out of the shower and I'm all sweaty still because my body isn't cooled down yet. It was a miserable mess. Um, that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about this. Um, as we, we sort of talked about last week, we shared the, the text message exchange with my friend. Some people emailed about that. Uh, I'll share maybe a message about that, but um, only to say that uh, th- that didn't seem to affect too many people or certainly not too many people made reference to 
to it. I so, had a couple people. I was well, going to say it was good conversation for us. Well, it was well, then uh, those couple people are more than the couple people that, <laughs> that then I heard interest. from. I heard from a person who was like, "That makes me so mad." And uh, Robert, he comments on everything, so I'm not discounting, but it's sort of like I know I'll get a comment from Robert, right? I know he'll mm. say something about whatever we talk about in the episode. So otherwise, it seems sort of ineffectual. So it sort of felt like I was, um, you know, with you doing this cultural hall episode thing into a canyon uh, that no one cares about. So, you know, even if it's like on the Facebook page, hey, interesting, or that makes me so mad. Um, do that. We want to try and make these opening exercises something where we can both share the exchange of emails, but also bring up topics that might be uh, on people's minds. Those yeah, things you, that you might have be an opinion to talk about. If yeah. you've got an opinion, if you're Good like, or no, bad. that guy was fine. He is going yeah. to hell. Yeah. If he doesn't get change his ways and hold to the rod. Listen to last week's episode of the, the Cultural Halls Articles of News if you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but this is the thing for this week. Have you been to church in the last couple months since General Conference? Yes. You go to yep. the third hour to the new elders quorum? I have not. Okay. So I've been out for a few weeks because I don't want to wear a hat to church. Right. Because of your head. Yeah. And, and it's like, Mikel Gorbachev. Oh, Kyle. Nope. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Yay. 80s reference. Yay. Thank you. And yours is on the back of the head. Um, so my elders quorum, um, before the change, I was the secretary in the elders quorum. And it was what I deemed to be one of the better elders quorums that I've ever been in. Right. We were able to open up and be like, hey, this is what I'm feeling about this, and I have some questions and some vulnerabilities, and, uh, you know, I'm really trying to walk my path, etc., right? And so, I was excited as we, you know, were told, hey, there's no more high priests, we're going to move into an elders quorum of all elders quorums, where it's everyone 18 plus for the gentleman, and we're all going to be together. And, uh, and so, I wonder if this is something that Relief Society has experienced for a long time, uh, or if Relief Society has mastered this, and if they can please share with us elders the way to do this correctly. Uh, there is such a division in age um, that we end up within it. So <clears throat> my ward is kind of the, there's a, a contingent of people that is like 30 to 40, first time or second time homeowners. They're kind of rebuilding a house. They've got a, a kid or two. And uh, and then there's sort of, you know, there's the pickup one guy in his 40s and the pickup one guy in his 50s, probably half a dozen octogenarians. Right? 80 plus people. Yeah. And so what it ends up being is, all right, we're going to talk about this. What? What? Can you please speak loud? Right? Really? Yeah. That's a couple guys. And so then- So they can't, they literally can't hear it? Yeah. It it becomes a louder and slower conversation, which is fine. I'm not being a dick about people who can't hear. So stop that email. That's not the feedback that I want. (laughs) Uh, And I probably should watch when I say that, right? I (laughs) should probably say jerk or something like that. Um, But I'm a little bit passionate about it. But it is such a spread of- a, uh, of age and hearing ability and hearing ability and um, like I, I I just want it I want it to be as it was and I don't think that it can be obviously because the makeup is different but it seems like we have sort of washed it uh, or mixed in a whole lot of water watered it down like it's just become a you know now we're going back to well what do we think about tithing well tithing is the 10% that the Lord takes right whereas mm. before 
before mm. it would have been discussions like time's hard. <laughs> Anybody else think it's hard? Pre-tax or after? Yeah. Do pre- I count my yeah. supplementary income? Do yeah, I count do my I... child support? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all of those things. Right. Um, well, federal government, they don't need, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it, perhaps rabbit holy in its discussion uh, sometimes, um, ranting. That's all right. Um, complaining, etc. But I feel like there was more realness to it. And now it just yeah. seems like um, those of us who wanted to or who want to share kind of that open feeling about stuff, uh, can't because the older people will, without hesitation, be like, nope, or this is weird. What are we doing here? This is not how I've done this for the 60 to 90 years I've been in the church. I can't handle this change. What are you doing? Yeah. What are we doing here? And so it becomes this sort of not true to our experience. Now, that's not every time. When we first had the, the first meeting, it was really great. And I think I talked about it here in the cultural hall. Like, it was really great to hear, you know, briefly sort of people's stories and how they felt about the church and they kind of bore brief testimony, right? We had like 30 seconds, but there was some spiritual moments within that where it's like, I'm here because my wife wants me to be. <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm here because my wife wants me to be, right? And yeah. so you sort of got a tone yeah. and a feeling for <laughs> each of the people there. But, you know, as I go Sunday over Sunday now, it just, it starts to become to me this um, not real thing, or I'm just struggling to connect to it as it's a group of men, 18 plus. And so where before, you know, how you always get the the um, stereotypical, well, men don't want to sit around and talk about their feelings, right? That kind of thing. I had never found that to be true uh, in my old ward, the ward where I was in with Janamonite, or in my present ward, um, the, the one in which I live and, and worship now. So it's interesting to me and sort of uncomfortable. I'm not disenchanted, nor am I leaving, or will I leave during the third hour, or anything like that, but it is a noticeable difference to me that I'm like, meh, I don't know. So I would be curious, as you make your way back towards it if you feel the same way or if you're like, nah, he's just being a baby. Yeah, I'm curious to see how it's gonna, what it's going to be like. Because that'd be like going to church with your dad. Yeah. You, you did that as a kid, right? And he used to hit you on the back of the head. Pay attention, yeah. pal! Yep. There's a reason I'm not going to talk to you when you're older, he used to say. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, anyway, if people have stuff, contact at theculturalhall.com. That's a great way uh, to get in touch with us. Yeah, let us know what your ward is now like with the change. Yeah, do you like it? Uh, maybe you don't have the same experience. Maybe yours all get along and it's a little more jovial. Yep. Maybe you just have really a lot of really old people. Uh, I have this email. Did I share this? I find it interesting. This is from DJ. That in the latest episode, you went from expressing concern about the highest degree of glory, meaning the new and everlasting covenant of marriage, and then in the very next segment, bash the concept of singles wards, which are supposedly for the explicit purpose of obtaining that degree. Does this sound familiar? We no. never do it last week, right? Certainly, everyone's experiences are different, writes DJ, but I felt asterisks way more comfortable as a single adult in a family ward than I did in a singles ward. I believe that the singles ward was what I needed at that point in my life. And I am reasonably sure that I have found it much more difficult to move beyond my bachelor stage and into the married stage of my life without that experience and the push to get married and graduate from the singles ward. He goes on, sure, I can never be 100% certain about this. What if? But knowing myself and my feelings when I was in both types of wards uh, as a young single adult, it seemed right to me to be in a singles ward. Uh, It may not be fair to think so, but I have to wonder if your marriage, writes DJ, uh, may have
have soured your opinion of the institution that got you there. Uh, I didn't meet her in a singles ward. I don't think that that uh, I've ever said that. No. And that may not be what he's asserting, but no, I didn't. I was attending. Uh, let me think. Before I got married, yeah, I was attending a singles ward when I had met and started courting my wife, but I didn't meet her in church. Um, it says, if I ended up divorcing the person I met in the singles ward and then took to the temple with the promise of eternity, would I also feel like the singles wards were a failure? I don't know. I don't think that singles wards are a failure. So let me clarify uh, my statements about that. Then we'll take a break and we'll get into actual articles of news. Um, you can also contact us at contact at the cultural holocom like DJ did. Uh, I, I don't think that they, um, as he says, are a failure. They are not the thing for me. And I think that... I think that knowing yourself and if you go to worship the Lord Jesus and you walk in and you're instantly depressed and you go, this is not a place for me to be. I'm being serious. That's yeah. how that felt. The weight of, and people will say, it's like a meat market. Everybody's checking you out. That was not my feeling. No one was checking me out, nor was I checking anyone out. That was not the thing. I didn't mind the fact that I was in a ward with single people that could be like, yeah, I relate to what you're saying. That I did not mind. The thing that I minded was this air of desperation on the part of everyone attending that I just felt sick about. This incomplete, I have to have someone, oh my gosh, can I get someone as soon as possible? Now, it could be the singles wards that I went to. It could be my perception because I was having some sort of, you know, proud or holier than thou vision of everyone or, or something like that. Uh, I'll concede those things and, and both apologize and own the fact that, you know, maybe I'm a proud person. Don't know. But that was the experience to me that led me to go, you know what? Family ward. I'll do the family ward. Mm -hmm. Just not going to do this this way. I kind of feel bad that I missed out on the whole single you could, ward. You could still go to a singles ward. Uh, There's 45 plus singles wards. You bet there is. Is there? You, you bet there is. over? Really? Yes. <clears throat> you bet there's a, there's dances for them too, Kyle. Oh, and I know how much you love to dance. I do. Not... <laughs> What you do isn't dancing. Oh, all right. What you do is, uh, woo, new wave music. That's what you do. Oh, man. What is it you did in that video? What was I, it? I don't uh, know. Who did you most recently see that you shared a video on? Uh, it was gosh. in California. You oh, that was in Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode, yeah. right? And all you do is like, oh, this is awesome. Like you did a video and it's like, yeah, this is awesome. And it's just you doing that with a camera that, unfortunately, because you're so short, it's just the back of the guy's shirt in front of you. And you can tell you have your arm completely extended. <laughs> there was nobody's shirt because I was on the front row, mm -hmm. as I always am. You're up on somebody's shoulder. <laughs> no adults on but, shoulders. It's my kid. It's cool. He's got that disease that Brad Pitt's got. That why. That's why he looks old. But, but singles ward. Back to singles ward. Yeah. I'm wondering if I should go just to test it out. I. I mean, you've got someone, so I would check that in with her. Yeah. So make sure. Yeah. Because the first time I went, um, sort of post uh, leaving my marriage, right? Uh, we were still married. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Because, but I was like, this is an inevitability at this point. I knew that it was over, and I had friends that were single, and I just was like, I'm going to go back. Here's the thing that uh, that. 
made my ex-wife super mad about that. Her, the president of her company, was the visiting like speaker that day, oh. and I knew him. And oh, I, I didn't, I didn't recognize him or anything like that, or maybe I did, but I didn't say anything to him. Anyway, he said something to her. Hey, I saw your husband at a at a singles, at a singles ward. ward. Yeah, and she's like, Yeah, it's because I'm a horrible person, so we're getting divorced. Um, <laughs> anyway, we'll take a break, and we'll come back in the second half mean. with actual articles of news. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Hi, friends. Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. I get a lot of emails from people all the time. Here's one. Dear Dan, I hear your talk about a lifetime service guarantee. Free? Really? Please help me avoid all your fine print and be honest about what free means. You understand that we should be very wary of a free offer signed skeptical high skeptical i remember 22 years ago when we started pc laptops and our lifetime service guarantee people thought it was too good to be true well you know after a decade people started believing me a little bit but you know it's been 22 years of having the privilege to serve our friends and neighbors like you our lifetime service guarantee has become the most trusted warranty in the industry you can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop computer for $7.99 with a lifetime warranty. Check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. Here's to seeing you soon, skeptical. Hey, you guys, I want to talk to you about BestDJInUtah.com. Why, that's the company that I have started for doing my DJing weddings and live events. Uh, whatever you need, I am your guy to do it. So whether you're a lifer or a convert to this podcast show, or you just happen to be listening for the first time, if you are in need of a wedding DJ or an MC for your event, or just a DJ for your business opening, uh, go to bestdjinutah.com. Now, I know it says Utah, but guess what? If you want me to come to your event and you're not in Utah, I'll do that too. You're going to have to pay for me to be there, but I'm more than willing to do that as well. It's bestdjinutah.com. Emails there, phone numbers there. Would love to hear from you and then help you make your event that much better. Look forward to hearing from you, and thank you for supporting the Cultural Hall podcast. But it's a show. You knew that. The Cultural Hall wants you to help Utah Food Bank fight hunger statewide. Through your donations of food, time, or money, Utah Food Bank is able to distribute over 31 million meals annually to Utahns facing hunger. Even a $1 donation can be turned into $7.35 of goods and services. One in five children in Utah could go to bed hungry tonight, and 423,000 Utahns are unsure where their next meal will come from. By donating food at your local pantry or by visiting utahfoodbank.org, you can make a difference. 
It's time for the second half of Articles of News, wherein we do actual Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose Articles of News. And here we go. Patreon.com slash The Cultural Hall is a way for you to be able to donate to this great podcast that you like, that you love. Uh, it's a show available in podcast form. Well, maybe uh, don't consider this today's show, but consider it as a, in general. Maybe, yeah, no, maybe you're an, going, it's hey, general today's thing. show, Kyle again, this is terrible, but you got to realize there's more shows you're looking uh, at for a month. If you have uh, FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out, you're missing out. I want you to know that. Oh, yeah. There is a uh, Facebook group that all members that uh, contribute to our Patreon page are allowed to be a part of. There's some side conversation there that's kind of fun. Uh, also, uh, there is a new sort of goal with our Patreon page. We're trying to get to 60 subscribers, at which point we're going to take the cultural hall on the road to uh, Kirtland or to Nava or to uh, Palmyra or uh, oh, San Diego. Uh, far west. Is there, any, could, we, is there yeah. any historical sites in San Diego? You, have, you we could go visit. Mor- have you not been to the Mormon sites in San Diego? No. It's uh, 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 Old Mission. Let, let me hang on. Stall for a second and tell me something that I don't have to really oh, pay know, attention to. Uh, I have been. Yes, I have been actually. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's up on a uh, mountain. Uh, not, not a real mountain, but a, the a, kind of a Battalion big hill. Mormon historic site. Yes. Yes. I and have there, been there. And there's like the fun you can buy candy in the old timey old town village right by it. I believe I thought I put a picture on of me next to the uh, battalion site. Yeah. There. Yeah. So on maybe. Our before. I'm yeah. not opposed to it. All right. But we'll get together with um, if we do Kirtland, Carl Rick Anderson, Carl Ricks Anderson, who's one of the authorities and an old buddy of mine from my mission. Uh, just sit down and visit with him and hours of content from a, a location. And we'll let people determine that. Um, so that's a great way that we can make this better. And and it helps us to have experiences so that we want to continue to do it when we feel like no one cares. So there's that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash the cultural hall. Uh, so with that, I should also say a huge thanks to everyone who has come forth and uh, donated so far. You can do a, as little as a dollar and as much as you'd like. And uh, there's those incentives there. Um, so here we go. Number one, this from LDS Living. Choosing an eternal companion is one of the most important decisions in this life to make. As we mentioned earlier. About how uh, some of the apostles met their spouses. You will notice that I do not see singles ward in any of I was going to say, are any in the singles ward? None. Hmm. Uh, President Nelson met his first wife, uh, Dansel, which I think is an awesome name, and so Utah. It's probably German, really, but like we could get away with it now as a Utah name because it's D-A-N-T-Z-E-L, Dansel. Uh, He was asked to participate in the musical Hayfoot, where his soon-to-be wife was cast in the leading role when he... He uh, saw her singing on stage, he fell in love. And so that's how he met his first wife. Uh, how he met his second wife, Wendy Watson Nails- Nelson, is... Um, Russell Nelson Jr. said that the passing of our mother, that being Dancil, we could tell that that was a deep hit for President Nelson. However, he says, this being his son, that the family saw an immediate change in President Nelson when we, he met Wendy L. Watson. Um, with Wendy, says Katie, President Nelson's daughter, he's now found another amazing compliment and match. 
Wendy says after searching for her eternal companion, because uh, I don't think she was married before. She was a 60-year-old woman um, or thereabouts when she got married. Um, she didn't think that she'd ever remember a, a then member of the Quorum of the Twelve. Uh, she says, when I think about Dancil, that being President Nelson's first wife, she says, why wouldn't I love her? She and my husband had almost 60 years together to grow and help each other. So what do I got? I got a Dancil white improved version of President Russell M. <laughs> Russell M. Nelson. <laughs> I try to do everything I can to make sure that my husband feels loved, adored, and needed. Um, and But it doesn't say how they met, at least not here. So interesting. You can find all of the apostles in a much longer link at theculturalhall.com in association with this episode. What do you got? Uh, I don't know if you heard this. Uh, the affirmation Veep resigns, if you know what a Veep is. That's a VP. A uh, vice V-E-E-P. president. Uh, a V-E-E-P. Yeah, it's vice uh-huh. president. It's a uh, Veep. Calls acceptance of Mormon church donation for LGBTQ suicide prevention morally reprehensible. For Kimberly, for Kimberly Anderson, accepting the LDS church's $25,000 gift to support LGBTQ suicide prevention was like hiring arsonists to fight fires. After all, the Utah-based faith's teachings and practices and policies, in her view, are leading uh, contributors to self-loathing and desire for death among vulnerable LGBTQ Mormons. So the affirmation vice president resigned her post on the support group this week to protest a donation she finds morally reprehensible. Right. To accept financial contributions from the LDS church is not the problem for me, the transgendered former Mormon wrote in her resignation letter and posted on Facebook. To have the funding go directly and explicitly to suicide prevention efforts is something that I cannot abide. Yep, she feels like the the uh, doctrine and or kind of culture of the church is what breeds it. And so it's like um, the breeders of that thought, the uh, the suicidal, the suicidality is bred from things which she thinks uh, kind of come from the church. And so to take money from it, it's like, no, we can't, I can't do that. Yeah. She's still going to be involved in the group affirmation, which if people don't know, it's a uh, large umbrella group uh, unaffiliated with the LDS church, but people who are members of affirmation find themselves in most cases, I would say probably nearly all, some sort of connection to the Mormon church, whether it's trying to be active and go, used to be Mormon and don't know what to do, anti-Mormon, you know, disillusioned, whatever it is, there's some sort of connection with Mormonism and some sort of connection with LGBTQ, whether they're an ally or whether they themselves find uh, themselves falling in one of those categories. Yeah. Uh, Anderson said hundreds of former Mormons fear affirmation has gotten too cozy with the LDS Church. She is studying marriage and family therapy at the University of San Francisco and works every day in suicide prevention with ex-Mormons and queer circles. The extent of shame and guilt among former Latter-day Saints, she explains in an interview, is paralyzing and petrifying. Many of them, Anderson said, no longer feel welcome at affirmation. When I first saw the story, uh, my knee-jerk reaction was like, take the money, you fool. Yeah. Take and help out. Then I think about it, and her point is kind of correct, that what some people have done and said have really hurt people and put them to that point. But the basis of the LDS Church and really... Um, I think most people's thoughts on it are not of those that would uh, suppress or, or impose ill feelings like that towards somebody who, in that community. Yeah, uh, certainly not intentionally. Like, I don't think anyone would be like, oh, yeah, I really want you to kill yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah. You don't go right? to church. Well, then. Yeah. Go you're kill a yourself. Person. Or, oh, you're gay. Why don't you kill yourself? I don't think that that's 
an attitude uh, of any, hopefully, um, member of the church in any sort of way. But I feel like there are um, cer- certainly some cultural things that we could really stand to work on that make people feel like that. Well, if you're gay, you might as well kill yourself. Yeah. And I, I think that's why she needs to stay on. She would be better working from the inside um, than standing out and yelling everything wrong with it. You know, let's try and fix this. So, uh, so I know this because I listened to Mormon Land, a podcast that the Salt Lake Tribune does uh, with previous guest Peggy Fletcher Stack uh, here of the Cultural Hall. Uh, they talk all about this. She's still going to be within the organization, but just step down from a uh, an authority from position. being a veep. Yep, okay. from being the veep, from being the J- Julia Louis Dreyfus of <laughs> affirmation. <laughs> Because she was in a show, Veep. Forget it. Uh, these three quick stories, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Several church attendees came out of a service at the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to discover that their car tires had been slashed. Five people, mostly in their 50s, found their vehicles damaged. All five cars had been parked in a blind spot, which could not be seen from inside the church. Uh, The Marion, that is Marion, uh, where the Chronicle Tribune comes from. Uh, You can find the link to this at theculturalhall.com. Marion Police Department asks, did anyone with information contact them because they would like them to not do that anymore? Then this, after finding a local church vandalized with graffiti, surprise police. <laughs> now, I don't know if surprise. Oh, no, it is. It's surprise, Arizona. Oh, I wondered if this was poor writing where it says like surprise police say uh, surprise police say that they arrested a 15 year old boy. Um, the culprit changed one sign to say, you know, the visitor's welcome sign mm-hmm. out front. Heretics welcome. Ah. Ah, see what I did. Was, you got us there. I crossed it and I said, uh, one tag was about groping popes, which is not our hmm. church. Okay. Know your audience. Well, he's 15. Give, I mean, him a, give him a break. He's 15. He's 15. He's almost driving a car. He should know a Mormon or a Catholic. No. I'm not saying it's okay, but grope, Groping Copes, by the way, playing the last leg of the Warp Tour this year. <laughs> groping Copes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and another writing, uh, that being in spray paint, I presume, uh, questioned, quote, doesn't God hate gay? A security camera caught the vandal in action would help lead to uh, an arrest. Mark Pecune says, it's unbelievable that anyone do that. A crew cleaned off the writing at the church. An LDS spokesman said church members feel saddened about what happened. They realize that people have differences of opinions, so they try to love everyone. And they say that the boy's dad apologized. What about the boy? Yeah. You make your kid go, surprise, police. <laughs> I'm sorry. Surprise, look at this sign. So there's that, and then this, because I promised three stories. Some members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints feel that their faith is being targeted after a vandalism at LDS meeting houses on the east side of the Salt Lake Valley. Shards of glass littered the sidewalk on an LDS chapel in Mill Creek after someone smashed the glass doors Saturday night or early Sunday morning. It breaks my heart, said Sister Bagley. Uh, At first, I was sad because this behavior is obviously not acceptable, but surprise! No, I'm just joking. But I learned that there were other vandalisms in Cottonwood Heights, and another friend told me that her church building in Utah County has been broken and vandalized twice. Bagley notes that if these had been Muslim mosques or Jewish synagogues, the attacks would probably be investigated as hate crimes. Um, Cottonwood Heights Police Sergeant Ryan Shosted says that since no messages were left behind, they're not considering these hate crimes at this point. And then this great article read, not really great, and I'm being sarcastic. Is it annoying teenagers? 
Is it hate crimes of people specifically against the LDS church? I almost feel like it's attacking specifically my LDS religion when I looked over the weekend. Is this a wider hatred of the LDS community and that makes me very, very sad? No suspects. Uh, a source told News for Utah that two LDS churches in West Jordan has also been vandalized. People vandalize churches. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's probably a little bit of hate crime. Yes. But it's not the Mormons specifically. Groping popes. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> I'm going to write that mm-hmm. down. Uh, what do you got? Uh, so have you ever noticed uh, when Mormons sing their favorite hymns or children's songs, they may or may not notice something routinely missing? Um, besides curse words. Uh, besides curse words, uh, a rhythm. Um, uh, joy. Uh, a pace. Uh, <laughs> a pace that would help me to feel celebratory like the note at the beginning of the song says in celebration. No. In I think fact, I know where this is going. A recent blog uh, crunched the numbers uh, for the children's songbook. It turns out that men are named 55 times and women nine. That's an 86 to 14% gender gap. Okay. Uh, and when it comes to gendered languages, such as uh, pronouns, males outpace females to the tune of 81% to 19%. Okay. As for mentions of Heavenly Mother, uh, as Doctrine Church is more open to, more openly embracing now, uh, and Heavenly Parents, uh, none zero zilch. In any of the children's songs at yes. all? Yes. Heavenly, Heavenly Mother, none. Obviously, they talk about God in some of them, mm-hmm. so that's so... Yeah, they don't talk about mother or parents. Hmm. Uh, sometimes keep, um, some, something to keep in mind is members often input for the new hymn books and children's songbook as the church plans to publish, so hey, women... Until July to write a Heavenly Mother stories that my Heavenly Mother tells to me. <laughs> uh, I'm desperately hoping for more female representation in the pronouns, names, and words of our new songbooks, writes the uh, blogger L.E.K. We have the opportunity and the responsibility to recently or to rectify the uh, oppressive errors in the past. It is maybe a little oppressive. I also think it's a thing that for a long time that we went. Right? Yeah. And now I hope as they are calling for those, I feel like maybe I went too far with my Heavenly Mother stories song. If anyone was offended, sorry about that. Uh, but, you know, where it becomes oppressive, I think, or where we can start to trumpet that flag is if we don't add some, because we should. That certainly is a great opportunity for the LDS Church to be like, yeah, let's let's sing about a Heavenly Mother. Yeah, and more women just writing them. Uh, Christina Aguilera, Kelly Preston. What are these women? Okay. Need Jewel, to write more. Jewel was Mormon. Jewel. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, Canadian. What's uh, what's her name that uh, married John Legend? What's John Legend's wife's name? Is she, wasn't she Mormon or raised in Utah? Uh, I don't know. I don't know about her. John Legend. Marie Osmond. Where no. are you? Yeah, where's Marie? Get Chrissy Teigen. Teigen. Chrissy Teigen, she was raised in Utah. Oh, yeah. I don't think she's a musician. I that, think she's that violin a player model. on YouTube? Yeah. Or is she? Uh, Lindsay Sterling. Christy Teigen. Christy Teigen. <laughs> not a, a musician. She's a swimsuit model. <laughs> I just knew she was in Utah. She could write a song. Sure. It's a children's song. <clears throat> or a hymn. She yeah. didn't write a hymn. Three notes and a progressive chord. That's it. That's what you need for a children's song. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But get them in there. And I hope they get them in the actual hymn book as well. But definitely we could stand to teach our kids a little bit. Uh, this from the World Religion News. 
Pioneer Day, arguably the utmost significant day of the year to Mormons of the Church of uh, Mormons, who are followers of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It's the 24th of July annually, and uh, I know a lot of wards across the United States anyway celebrate it, um, certainly to help those that are maybe there for college or have transplanted themselves not feel left out as far as the 24th of July goes. But why is it the biggest holiday for Mormons? Well, I mean, it's our holiday, and it celebrates when we came to Utah. I don't understand yeah. why this is an article. Maybe just to inform people, hey, they came from uh, the east and went west, and that's what the 24th of July is. But it was this large, you know, sort of clickbaity article, why is Mormons holiday? Because it's yeah. our holiday. Like, President's Day is for presidents of the United States of America. You know, uh, Peaches, Lump, it's the day we play all of those songs. No. Yeah. Just because it's not it's, a new wave song doesn't mean you can't. I know what the song is. Going to have it stuck in your head? Peaches, 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 peaches. I can't think of it right peaches. now. <laughs> Millions of peaches. Oh, yeah. Peaches for me. That's the one they, they do in Brigham City at the parade. Yeah. At the peach days. And you also get the lumps alone in a buggy marsh. Cause, uh, and, and the only reason that song people remember is because uh, I almost called him Howard Stern, but Weird Al. Because <laughs> I guess yeah. they kind of look alike. <laughs> he did no. the gump. Gump sat alone on a parking bench. I actually didn't hear that one. It's a great one. By Weird Al. Yeah. You wouldn't have Hamilton the Musical without Weird Al Yankovic. Look it up. Really? Yep. Ah, yep. Look at that. Yeah. Hmm. What else you got? Uh, so we've done a couple stories about this over the last couple weeks. Um, uh, the May Summit between the top leaders of the LDS Church and the NAACP planted seeds of cooperation that are already bearing fruit. What are you growing over there? Cooperation? <laughs> Delicious. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not ripe yet. Yeah, nah, let's put that <laughs> back. It. Now my stomach's sick. On Sunday night, Mormon General Authority Jack and Gerard announced that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints was teaming up with the nation's oldest civil rights organization on a schooling and jobs push on the East Coast. I'm pleased to announce that we will together launch an education and employment initiative with an eye towards national impact getting in cities like uh, Baltimore, Atlanta, and Camden, uh, New Jersey. Gerard said the NAACP's national convention in San Antonio, uh, or he said at the national convention in San Antonio, we envision joint NAACP and LDS activities and projects all over this nation. We do not intend to be a flash in the pan. That is not our style, and we know it's not yours. Uh, Gerard is the first high-ranking LDS authority to speak at the group's national gathering, according to news release from the Utah-based Faith. Uh, Gerard's appearance in the new joint undertaking built upon the landmark meeting that took place in Salt Lake City uh, between Russell Ann Nelson and the NAACP CEO Derek Johnson two months ago. Uh, when the two call on the world to eliminate prejudice of all kinds and to demonstrate greater civility, racial and ethnic harmony and mutual respect. I, I hope we can, you know, if we can give them 25 grand. I'll bet they keep it. Right. What? I just wanted to make grunty noises. <laughs> Why? Yeah, no, I think it's great. I hope that it continues to be a um, a greater and blossoming um, relationship there. I, w- I was reading this, and I wanted to see how I wanted to approach this with you, and I think I'll go mm-hmm. this way. If you're a, a lifer of the Cultural Hall, it means you've listed, listened to every single episode of the Cultural Hall. That's the articles of news and the numbered episodes. You can't even do that anymore. So if you're just joining in, really? you can go back. Yeah, because not 
all the articles of news are still on theculturalhall.com. Took some down. Had a space issue mm. a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, but all the numbered episodes are certainly there. So I'll maybe count it lifer if you go numbered lifer. That could be a way to define who you are. Or if you're just coming in and you've picked up some past episodes, you can call yourself a convert. Um, or you can, uh, you know, lifer with pioneers or com- lifer with pioneer stock. I guess that's all the way back. If you have joined in and you're just you've listened to every episode since you heard your first one, that's just a lifer. Uh, you will remember a long time ago, I committed Brother Kyle to serving a six-week mission, mm-hmm. leaving his son, serving a six-week mission because he didn't serve when you were 19. You said, yeah, I could agree to that. You go work hard. We negotiated a deal. Yeah, yeah I think I said, yeah, come on, you do six months. You're like, I don't know that I could. Uh, was it contingent on your kid being around? Because like once he hits 18, you could be an old man missionary, right? Would you go two years as an old man? Uh, how old do the, how old do the couples missionaries go? Don't they go 18 months? Uh, you can go six months, 12 months, 18 months. Oh, really? As an older couple. Yeah, oh. you bet. Hmm. Yeah. Well, how old do you have to be to be older? Uh, you have to be able to financially afford it, so you'll never well, have to worry about this. <laughs> not going to happen. How about this, though? Are you ready? Okay. Because you could live in your car and do this. A Hill Camorra mission, being the Hill Camorra pageant. Your family's got the theatrical roots. It's going on now. It closes this weekend. Uh, it's the same time of year every year. Happens just right before the 24th of July. Um, all of the people who, well, I should say, the vast majority of the 700 volunteers uh, come from across the United States, many of them driving to upstate New York. They have to have rehearsals and stick around for 17 days, and it's just great. 17 days of rehearsal because they have to put the whole thing together. Um, and there is a story about some of the people that have been doing it year over year for a while uh, at theculturalhall.com. And uh, people who gain their testimony from it. Hilcomora has a seating capacity of 5,000 people, but the outdoor setting allows for a total of 9,000 viewers. There are no tickets required if you decide to go. Uh, and you can find a link to uh, the directions, etc. at theculturalhall.com. I'd love to do that. The Nauvoo pageant. Yeah. Or the Hilkamora pageant. Once I don't really have to, you know, work every single second of my life, I'm going to start exploring some of those things, doing those sort of away. My mom's done them. Yeah? Yeah. She love it? Yeah. She do Nauvoo? Yeah, she did. Did she do Hilkamora? Mm-hmm. Oh, she done Yeah. Did, did, did uh, Kimura first and then Nauvoo like Pops two years ago? Him? Yeah. Yeah. My dad went. They stayed no. there together. Cute. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk to... I want to interview your mom. Will you arrange that? She's an interesting person. Yeah. Convert. Being, She's I'm, a convert to the church. I'm being serious. I want to interview her. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, I know she won't. If you ask to talk to her, she won't get in touch. So just give me she the number. I'll give you her number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that might be an interesting upcoming. We'll make that a short episode. I won't embarrass her, but I would like to talk to her about those uh, pageant experiences and some other stuff too. Being a being a mom in the theater arts and being a Mormon lady because she's she's TBM right, True Blue Mormon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this preparing for the honeymoon. It's a list. Last oh, I week, saw that. Last week we talked about um, <laughs> why can't I think of his name? Lavelle Edwards and Patty Edwards, and there was some discussion yeah. as to whether she's dead or not. And Kevin, uh, the guy who emails us, contacted the Cultural Hall. Just throws in that Patty Edwards loves lists for some reason in one of right. his emails. No foundation of to why he knows that. No, whatever. Just Patty Edwards loves lists too. I don't know if she's dead. I found someone who said, "No, she's alive." Here's a video that someone shared, and then I also googled it and says that she's passed away. So, oh, really? Yeah. Well, so the video was know. old then. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because Lavelle has passed. Uh-huh. Uh, he, Which I didn't know. Yeah, previous guest here in the cultural hall. 
we got him uh, before he passed away, obviously, because um, after it wasn't much of an interview. <laughs> that was a great interview yeah, after. Yeah. Oh, sort of dead. I get no respect. <laughs> I watched Caddyshack the other day. God, it's such a terrible movie. Where am I going with this? Uh, so I, I thought of this list, and I've got another list that I'll share, too. And we're going to call this the Patty Edwards List. So now, from now on. It's a Patty Edwards List. It's a Patty list. Edwards List. Perfect. Preparing for the honeymoon, 10 tips for the wedding night. You can find the elaboration from the folks over at Meridian, but they shared these tips, and I'm, I have to give them props because they did not very much shy away from um, some of the, uh, the, the uh, important things. Okay. Right? Number one, get educated sexually. So, boom, right out the gate. Two, talk. Three, be lighthearted and playful. Number four, keep things simple. Number five, freshen up and create ambiance. Number six, go slow. Number seven, have intimate supplies available. Wow. (laughs) Wow, yeah, they're not. Number eight, prevent honeymoon UTIs. (laughs) <laughs> Number nine, engage in other intimate honeymoon activities, which I want to elaborate on this one because I think it's interesting. I really liked just sort of kissing on my honeymoon. Really? I know that sounds weird, right? Because you sort of build yeah. it up as this, it's my sexual endeavor. Yeah. I kind of just liked being like, we're on our honeymoon, we're kind of kissing a little bit. And then number 10, keep learning about lovemaking. And it goes into each of those. And I thought that was for a uh, LDS-based publication to go into that. Nice job. And then this, three words that people should stop saying to single folks. Any idea what they are? Uh, When are you going to get married? Okay. So why don't you want to marry him or her? You got two more. Okay. Um, uh, Are you you gay? Some sort of question of sexuality? Mm -hmm. Uh, No. Nope, nope, not that one. Hmm. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't think of anything Come on, else. there's a very obvious one. There's a very obvious one, Brother Kyle. You're too picky. Your Those standard, are the only two that I heard you're, that you're I too hear. Picky. Your standards are too high. Okay. And number three, things don't have to be perfect. <laughs> That's Settle. Yeah. Just, I mean, uh, I mean. <laughs> and here's the thing. So I shared that on our Facebook page. And if you're not following us on all the social medias, it's at the Cultural Hall on all the places, Pinterest, Instagram. Twitter, Facebook. Um, I think we probably have a Snapchat that we don't use. Uh, and theculturalhall.com, you can find it. But I shared that, and I was like, but aren't there some singles that are too picky? And and aren't there yes. some singles where you just have to be like, yeah, why don't you get married? So I don't think that you can make that sort of blanket statement towards all those things. Maybe that's me. Maybe I'm cynical. Why am I not married? Because I'm damaged from the first time. <laughs> there, I'll answer it. Am I Ditto. too picky? Nope. I yeah. found... I found uh, someone who's great i'm just waiting until i feel really compelled to to do that do that thing uh there's a band called roseburg it's a uh, three out-of-state mormon missionaries who realize that they shared a common love for music and roseburg uh while serving two-year missions in oregon so roseburg is the name of a town they decided to make that the name of their band and their music not too bad i contacted them they did not contact me back so this is all we're going to give them uh but uh, there's a band called Roseburg. It has over 100,000 streams on Spotify from all over the world. They're beginning their first full-length album, and they named their band Roseburg because, as you guessed it, and as I already told you, that's where they all met, serving a mission. That's cool. It's the second band out there that's been named because of a 
Mormon mission. What was the other one? Uh, did you know that The Church, who was a band from the 80s, which is actually still around, they, okay. had, a, they had a big album, Reptile, back okay. to come to Salt Lake City. <laughs> uh, the Church, uh, and they've, I know they've had songs you've heard before, okay. but uh, the family of the lead singer, I just forgot his name now. Take um, me to the church. No, that's a like horrible a song. Horrible. That's not but, actually about religion, no. by the way. Uh, very different I asked from him. religion. <laughs> did you really? Yes. You didn't know? Did. No, I knew. Just to bring it out. Yeah. All right. But oh, the, you're a pretty religious guy? Uh, that song's not actually about religion. <laughs> Hozier, uh, by the way, if people are wondering. It's, but the church, and a lot of you know, they're a great band, actually. Uh, his family was very LDS, mm-hmm. and he uh, opted to not go on a mission. He was debating and ended up not and going with his music thing. Interesting. And uh, called his band the church to like, it was like a thing for his parents, like a like apology. Like an homage, like, yeah. hey, I'm not going to do a mission, but this is my mission. My band is called the church. Cool. Uh, we've only got a couple minutes left here, so let me share this with you. The BYU uh, University Idaho Special Collections uh, will be exhibiting copies of the Book of Mormon in various languages. <laughs> Sorry, it was on the next line down. Lang- <laughs> <On> the- <laughs> language. <laughs> uh, it will be in conjunction with BYU Idaho's Education Week. Um, did you know that there have been 150 million copies of the Book of Mormon that have been printed in uh, and are available in 90 different languages? Um, they're asking if anyone has a a copy of the Book of Mormon that they would like to loan for this particular exhibit, you can email them at byuispc at gmail.com. I'm not going to say it again. Just rewind it if you didn't catch it. They can borrow my copy. I should see if they want to borrow it. They've got that copy. Uh, This, Twitter, did a big purge uh, of uh, dormant accounts or folks that uh, they they think might have been like fake or, you know, bad guys from the the country that we love very much. We trust him very he's, much. He's Worst about Donald Russia. Trump impression ever. Um, but why is this a Mormon thing? Well, the Salt Lake Tribune, which hates Mormons, except that it's owned by a very devout Mormon family. But every time we post a Salt Lake Tribune article, ah, I disregard it because the Trib hates Mormons. Mm-hmm. Uh, they followed a couple of people like Marie Osmond. Uh, they also did things like with Mitt Romney uh, and report that, uh, you know, some of those folks took a hit on their followers. Uh, Mitt Romney's account shed more than 76,000 followers. Whoa. Uh, for her, for example. Uh, interestingly enough, though, Jenny Wilson, who is future guest here in the Culture Hall, Mitt Romney's Democratic opponent um, with The Purge, added six to her Twitter account in The Purge. She actually gained six. Um, the Utah band Imagine Dragons, fronted by uh, Mormon Dan Reynolds. He's Mormon in a way, he says. Mm-hmm. Lost 71,000 followers. Anyway, it's just... Jeez. They, they tried to make a uh, connection, and so it's here's accounts that have Mormon links that lost followers. This I thought was interesting. The days of 47 coming up, because that is the 24th of July celebration here in the state of Utah, for people who don't know that. Know that, rather. Uh, it will, for the first time, have a wine garden and a beer vault. It's an unexpected, unexpected pairing for a Mormon-linked event. Um, it's housed on state property, and under that they have to uh, 
they have to have the same options that the arena offers to other public events. So um, it moved, uh, the rodeo moved last year to its new 17.5 million 10,000 seat arena in the Utah State Fair Park, which is in downtown Salt Lake. It's a gorgeous new venue. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. It's amazing. Um, and so as part of that, state owns it. So they're going to say, we're going to serve booze. And people are like, but it's Mormon. And they're like, mm, we paid well, for it. Bring him home and drink his beer. Right. Well, and that and that's the thing. Um, they're like, guess what? They probably drank wine and beer at the first days of 47. So everyone, you know, let's, let's be okay. Your bishop isn't going to uh, be drinking it. You don't have to drink it. Because if you got a lot of Mormons, they don't drink it. If there's just one Mormon, right. you got to watch him <laughs> or her. Let me not be sexist in that <laughs> joke. Um, the Days of 47 Cowboy Games and Rodeo is independent of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It's separate from the Days of 47 Parade. This is not a slippery slope. Uh, they have There have in the past been people who have asked for alcoholic beverages to be served. Uh, Mormons are believed to have opened the first documented brewery called Beach and Blair uh, that was somewhere here in Utah between 1850 and 1852. You can find that in Beer in the Beehive, A History of Brewing in Utah. So then it goes on to talk about, hey, Orrin Porter Rockwell, he also drank the beer, saw it as an economic opportunity. He purchased land for a brewery, which is in a place which is now Bluffdale. Um, and, and the Hot Springs Hotel which was also a brewery, sat on where the, the land that is now the Utah State Prison. Didn't know that. Mm. That's an interesting... I'm going to save that other paper. The history of brewing in Utah from a Mormon angle might be interesting. I'll take that. A uh, couple other things just real quick, then we'll be done. And I mean it this time. Uh, across the U.S., the number of people who identify as Christian is declining, except in, Ute, in uh, I'm sorry, not Utah, Idaho's largest religion. It's not declining among uh, Mormons in Idaho. That's it. That's that story. You can find that at theculturalhall.com. Mormons, by the way, uh, the only religion not declining, as far as that goes, mm. as people identify themselves as Mormon. Uh, Kalana Sataki, you know who that is? Yeah. Who? Football guy. For? BYU. Yep. He's seen it time coach. and time again in a football coaching career that has taken him from eastern Arizona, southern Utah, Utah, Oregon State, and now to BYU. Mormon missionaries return from two years of service and just aren't fully able to participate the first half of the season. Then they don't want to the second half because even playing a down of football would burn their red shirt year. Now they've changed the red shirt rule post by, um, sorry, passed by the NCAA Division One Council, and that's no longer a concern. Players can now participate in any four games in a season without losing a season of, of eligibility. So you're going to see the second half of the BYU season be really a lot better than the first half because you'll get these guys who come home, they're fat, they're terrible, they work out half the season, they train, and then they're able to come in. Hmm. It will be like a different BYU team the last four games of every season. Interesting. We'll see. And they don't and they don't burn their uh, their eligibility, which I think is cool. And you shouldn't. You're playing not the whole season, four games out of uh, 12. I don't know how many they play. 13? They play 16? that many? 82? Is every it like, Saturday? Is it like basketball? Is it 160 like baseball? 52 every Saturday. Yeah. There's 52 weeks in a year. Yep, yeah, every weekend. Uh, and then this 
The Utah Records Committee says that BYU police should release the interview with the former Missionary Training Center president that's accused of sexual assault, and it's pending a judge's ruling. Um, There's no guarantee that this recording will be released. The BYU department has asserted that it does not have to comply with Utah's open record laws because it's part of a private university. So otherwise, uh, if it had happened just here in Salt Lake, for example, uh, say someone like the Deseret News could say, we want to have that interview that's an open records thing BYU is saying we're a private inter- uh, university even though the the uh, policemen are policemen um, that were for BYU that makes them private you know they're full-fledged cops mm-hmm. uh, but they're here and it's a BYU issue with the MTC that makes it private and you can't have it so that will uh, continue to be in court uh, and you'll you'll find a, um, a, uh, a, a, a what am I saying not a ruling. I was going to say a calling. That's not it. As to whether or not those records will have to be um, shared because they don't feel like they do. And everyone else would like to know what the contents of those are. What BYU knew, what the MTC folks knew, what the LDS Church knew about that guy. Um, because the woman is suing, not for not to be able to be like, hey, he raped me. It's they, They're saying that the, the, uh, the LDS Church was negligent knowing that he was a, a predator or a, a, a sexual um, deviant and allowed him to continue to be in those positions. So it was negligence on their behalf. So it'll be interesting to see as that comes. That's it. I went through all my articles of news. Wow. it's good. I think we're done. Let's be done. Okay. We hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. We hope if you're sick or afflicted, you'll be well. You can listen next week. And that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the Cultural Hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat. On the back row, we really got Show.